we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you was lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop. Episode 90. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, that's the D-Y-L-F. D-Lo, what's going on, man? Another beautiful day in paradise, baby. TSP Season 3 coming towards the end, but a little bump on the way for this episode, ain't I right? You already know. He was with us on episode 6, 10, 18, 48, and now episode 90. We got our guy, our boy, the BZ, Al Geisel. What's going on, man? Welcome back. It's been a while. What's up, boys? Man, it's been a while. Feels great to be back. Uh, you rattling off all those episodes I've been on. I've kind of forgot I've been on that many, but uh, like I said, it's been too long. Good to be back, ready to talk some shop. Let's get to it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I think um, you've been on, I think, more than anybody. So uh, it's good mm, to have you back. Great again. And uh, get that season three appearance. Yeah, you haven't been on season three yet. Um, caught you on the tail end of season two, mid. Uh, it might have been early, early quarantine season, mm-hmm. uh, which feels like decades ago. What a time! Um, but yeah, man, we're here to talk shop a little bit. It's, things have changed a little bit, a little different setup. I think since the last time you've been on, been on, so we're making moves, man. But I like the office setup back there. You still got the the snowball, so everyone's sounding clean, crispy. Gotta love it, man. Yeah, that was on your recommendation, and I really like what you guys do here. With uh, well, you listening on, on the podcast right now can't can't see us, but we can see each other, and that's uh, it's great. And you know, no shirt Bob is my favorite Bob, so getting to always. see Bob and Flash literally is always great. So uh, yeah, man, it feels good. Like I said, to be back, and and you guys caught me. I think during early quarantine, I believe that was when Bree and I were just moving into our new house. And then once we, once we moved in, man, and, and Dylan, you're going to experience this too. It's just never, it never stops, man. Like we, we bought the house. I'm like, Oh, this is so nice. And then we move in and it's like, well, this can be changed. This can be changed. Yeah. And before you know it, it looks like a whole new house. And I still got a list as long as from my, you know, top of my head to the bottom of my feet <laughs> long still to do. So, uh, that's probably why I haven't, you know, you haven't seen, heard me on here. If you're a frequent listener is, I've been buried in what I like to call honeydews. So uh, if you're married or even if you got a significant other, you know exactly what those are. So I don't even have to explain. Yeah, I mean, I already have a laundry list of things that we want to change and like little like paint jobs, different color schemes, yada, yada, yada. Um, already piling up this list and we're not even moved in yet. Not even closed. So <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, yeah. And everything, I mean, I haven't seen everything on the inside, but the new paint job, which has been a couple months now, I think, I'll look good. I, I definitely, uh, the other one wasn't terrible, but definitely, I think once you throw a fresh coat of paint on anything, it just gives it that uh, that extra oomph to it, man. So that, that the house on the outside is looking great. And uh, hopefully once everything's 
finished up and I don't know, maybe we're in a little bit of a different um, scenario worldwide. Uh, the boys can come through uh, and check it out, man. Cause yeah. Yeah. We're uh, uh, I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah. I, uh, like I was just telling you earlier today, uh, our boy, Nick Snyder, shout out to the class of 09 at Lake high school has, uh, Rom King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir. The one and only he's, uh, he's building a bar for me right now. I was just texting him and, uh, it's like six feet by eight feet long and he's, uh, building it in our custom kind of to my, to my basement setup. So, that's in the works. I think he actually he's uh, coming over tomorrow to drop off the first big piece of it. He's going to build in a couple different pieces. So it'll be really nice once quarantine's over. You know, we're in a tough spot because Bree and I work at a school. So we're surrounded by potential coronavirus. So I know we didn't want to spend a ton of time talking about the the pandemic. But as, as it relates to, you know, having the boys over, we, you know, we have this awesome space in our house now. But just the timing sucks. So uh, we're getting the basement ready. I already got my uh, Black Friday deals lined up. We need a couple big 70 inches down there in the basement side by side yes, so sir. we can have, you know, the boys over. We'll be running some some Madden and 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 duty tournaments, 1v1 pistols only in no time. So oh, okay. uh cor- yeah, quarantine kind of put a damper on stuff like that. Unfortunately, just cuz our situation with what what we do for work, it's tough for us to put our friends in that position to come over when there's could be easily Bree and I could catch it at at the schools we work at. So, uh but yeah, though it's all coming, man. We'll get that vaccine shot into our arm in no time. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, because um, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back after it. You know, I think, um, and we were able to get together, you know, in some very small groups throughout the summer and shit. But yeah, I'm ready to, uh, you know, have a couple big, big time, uh, you know, cookouts and shit next summer. Hopefully, next summer. I mean, that's a good eight, six, seven, eight months away. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see where we're at, but. Yeah, man. Um, well, we got you on today. Of course, we got to talk a little football about at the halfway point. And um, man, both both teams usually it's usually it's just one, and it's your team. But both teams, Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers, are both uh, doing very well. Your guy uh, Aaron seems to have a uh, humongous chip on his shoulder this year, and is just absolutely playing out of his mind. Might be the front runner for MVP right now, to be honest. Depends on who you ask, but uh, Green Bay's looking good. Sounds like they they could be making a couple moves before Tuesday's uh, deadline. We'll see what happens. It'd be, it'd be nice if they got him another receiver. But what are you thinking, man? What are you? Uh, what are your likes and dislikes of the squad so far? Eight, seven weeks in, eight weeks in. Yeah, so you know the Aaron Rodgers haters just got to be sick to their stomach this year. I mean, he's just balling out. I think that uh, I think that Jordan or drafting Jordan Love, I think had a little bit to do with it. But I think the main thing. It's just year two with his coach, and I think you know Aaron Jones is is blossoming into a great player. Jamal Williams, running back, great player. Their offensive line, I think, pass blocks better than anyone else in the league. So he's been able to sit back in the pocket and really let it go. And when he gets older, like he, you know, like most people, obviously, you slow down a little bit. So he's not as Houdini Rogers as I like to call him. He's not doing as many Houdini type things like Russ can still do, or you know, Kyler Murray and those guys. So he's relying out of his offensive line to block better. And they have been, and he's been torching people. But like Devonte Adams, I mean, he—if he's not at the top one or two wide receivers in the league, like I watch every Packers game, so I'm a little biased, and I follow all the beat writers on on Twitter. Of him, I'm sure, but when you just watch him run routes, like the the separation he can get is just unmatched. So he's a uh, he's a monster. So I think the team is just kind of molding together. Well, that Jair Alexander cat, that corner um, number twenty three, and and I'll say first, he just looks great in a uniform, like. 
Well, you know, some people just like look like a football player when they get their uniform on. This this kid can really ball, so he's been great too. Um, he's been able to shut down guys. Uh, Will Fuller, like when they played Houston, he was able to shut Will Fuller down, which is a good transition into your next point about potential trades. And that's and you can't see me on the camera, obviously, but I'm shaking my head because that the Packers are known for all these rumors around the trade deadline, but they never do stuff like that. They never sign free agents. They never make deals at the trade deadline. So I see these like these optimistic fans on Twitter, and they're all, you know, oh, Will Fuller's on the trade block at Houston. We should go and get him. I bet my life savings on it that we do not have Will Fuller at the end of the trade deadline. It's just something the Packers don't do. Um, but yeah, they're playing well. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. There, I think their division isn't isn't as nearly as good as we thought it might be. The Bears are, I think, fake and frauds, but the Lions are pretty solid, and the Vikings are lost, so they're okay. They'll they'll be fine. I think they're a playoff team, but you know, you have Aaron freaking Rodgers. You should be in the playoffs every year. I mean, that's just you know, you got a top three, four quarterback in the league, then then you got to be in the playoffs. Simple as that. But let's talk about the Brownies. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Let's go, Baker haters. Like there, I said on Twitter the other day, got to find at? a new slant. <laughs> there was where one on the at? show last week, me, and um, I had to eat some crow, man, of a hefty amount of it. I was calling for his head after that first quarter against the Bengals. That's for goddamn sure. Owen uh, five with a pick. I was, I was ready to, to boot him and bring in Case Keenum, and he must have heard me and the hundreds of the thousands of others because he came out second half and went nuts. Basically, okay. was perfect. Other than he, his only incompletion was was a spike. So. That's the worst man. sequence yeah, of events that that pick was. I mean, just the camera work by CBS and everything. Just threw a pick. You see Odell down in agony. You go over to next camera. JC Treader down in agony. He's an Iron Man. Didn't even miss a snap, by the way, because of that uh, injury timeout. Uh, actually, no, because of the interception. He came back the next drive. Um, and then just panned over to Baker Mayfield, and he's just... Hands on the sides, staring with no emotion at Odell, just agonized in pain with just his left knee that got fucking contorted when he dived at a tackle. Look, first off, I think he made a little bit too much effort, I guess, <laughs> going for that tackle with like a jumble of people. Um, applaud the effort, I guess, but uh, it just sucks that he got injured because he was trying to tackle a defender that intercepted the ball that should have been not thrown that. I mean, it's just a fucking sick to my stomach Browns feeling. And then, like you said, Bobby, flip the switch the next drive. He didn't miss except for the spike. And then what fucking dimes. And the whole notion of uh, the Browns being better without Odell is actually, I, I don't believe that at all. You don't get better by losing a, a star talent. Um, now, Baker Mayfield, could he be better without Odell? Um, I think you can make a case there because of not may, maybe him being better, but it kind of erases that that uh, subconscious feeling when he's in the pocket of trying to give a star player the ball, maybe waiting an extra tick than he should uh, to ensure that Odell gets the ball on a hot read or whatever the case is. And that t- that half tick is getting him in trouble and he's feeling uncomfortable. Then he gets jittered and then he gets sacked and scrambles, throws picks, whatever the case is. He's throwing more picks when he's throwing to Odell because he's waiting for the extra tick and he's giving him more shots than probably the average Joe like a Higgins or anything like that. Not to say he's an average Joe, no disrespect to him. He's fucking balling himself. But um I, I think that putting people out there that he has chemistry with, like Higgins, uh, since rookie year, he's been balling out with Higgins. And uh, I think it just, I've seen a lot of 2018 Baker when Odell left the field. It was just guns a blazing. Read, one, two, read. Not there, not there. Strike, strike, boom. Confidence, lasers, precise, throwing the ball. And, he's, and, and watch out, watch out, because 
I think we might have 2018 Baker cooking. We'll see. I, I hope he can keep it going. And the one thing I like, and, and you got to give it, uh, give the credit to Coach Stefanski, is, is um, at least for the Browns, I've never seen as much of uh, proof or example of uh, the next man up mentality. Because you know, you see these guys. Wyatt Teller, he's been out three weeks. Um, Hubbard steps in. He's been playing pretty damn good. Um, Austin Hooper is out, and then our, our rookie that we got. Uh, later in the draft, you know, Harrison Bryant comes in, two touchdowns. Um, yeah, OBJ goes out. Um, Jarvis Landry's banged up. Uh, we have uh, Hollywood Higgins come through, get a, get a buck ten, uh, make some absolutely crucial catches on that final drive. And then, of course, Donovan Peoples-Jones, six-round pick out of Michigan, hadn't uh, sniffed the ball uh, before that – that, really that last drive, I believe, um, and comes through with the game-winning touchdown. And yeah, um, like you love it, man. You, you gotta love. You love to see it because the injury bug. It. I don't know. I mean, I haven't paid attention to a lot of other teams. Maybe it's the same all across the board, but it just seems like this year it's really hitting Cleveland very hard. Um, and like I said, these guys are coming up, stepping up into these positions, and uh, making the plays and and doing what they got to do to help us get these dubs, man. And uh, you gotta love it. So we got we got the Raiders. Um, well, I guess by the time this comes out, we've already played the Raiders. And then that bye week, and then hopefully after that, we'll be as healthy as you know we have been all year. Obviously, minus you know LBJ for the year, but yeah, I'm excited, man. Point on the Donovan Peoples Jones, like he only had three catches that entire year. He has three catches all in that one game last week, and two catches for first downs, one catch for a game-winning touchdown. You can't get more productive than that with those three catches. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, they just so what's, keep the, uh, what's the case on Chubb? When's he coming back? What's the deal um, with the reports on him? Could after be, yeah. It's looking like after bye, uh, most, but uh, possibly the, the week after. So he's, he's And that's where you got to feel good if you're a Browns fan is you're winning these games. And, I mean, he you got to believe he's your best player, right? And and I know Kareem Hunt's been filling in, and he's been great. And But when they have both of those guys, I think they're really, really hard to stop. So. I think injuries are a big thing in the NFL, obviously, but when the Browns are healthy and they can pound the ball like that, Baker's a lot better. So when he comes back, they're going to be even more dangerous. And now it's funny because the transition for Browns fans is, okay, now you have a winning record. you got a good team coming in. You're at home. You're favored. Like, that's a weird thing, right? You're favored against a team that's 500. I mean, that's not that's pretty rare for the Browns, right, Even at, even at home. So now, like, the, it's just a whole different mindset of, okay, now you're – supposed to win these games right and it's happened kind of so quickly and i feel like some of that pressure might get to get to baker a little bit and i think maybe that's why you've seen some of the aaron throws but i think dylan makes a good point about like the difference between baker and pay or uh eli manning when he played for the giants is eli and it might sound super simple and stupid but like eli was tall right he could see over the line and he could wait that extra second or two for for old delta hit that quick slant and I think Baker's kind of pumping and just kind of waiting for it and maybe trying to force it a little bit. But when he's not on the field, he's just just like he was at Oklahoma. Whoever's open's getting the pill, right? And 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 he's just not thinking; he's just doing it. So I'm looking forward to that game. It's going to be a good one. Gruden and the boys will be ready, though. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, and and Derek Carr. Um, I was just looking at some stats. He's he's like the third highest QB rating um, this year in the entire league. He's been having himself quietly been having a pretty good year. Um. But their defense sucks too, so it could be another shootout because the Browns' defense is pretty abysmal. I mean, they make uh, they get the turnovers and shit like they were doing 
I think it was like 2018. Our defense sucked, but we were getting turnovers, and um, now we're making points off that too. But yeah, it's an exciting yeah, like, time. The Raiders, the Raiders, they have a, a good potent offense. Uh, I, I mean, Derek Carr, he's he's shattering some career highs for him going through this this far in the season so far. Um, now, the the very suspect aspect of this team is going to be the defense this defense is not that good it should be a game that Kareem Hunt has a phenomenal rushing attack um, I, I expect a couple TDs from him in that secondary Baker should definitely feel comfortable because I don't think they can cover and that defensive line cannot get pressure so he should feel comfortable because he should not be getting any pressure if the line's doing their job and holding up the front up there now um, with that because I say that think about this Miles Garrett has more forced fumbles or forced uh, sack strip fumbles than the Oakland, not Oakland, excuse me, the LV Raiders have um, pressures or sacks all year combined. Incredible. Yeah. He has more sacks is, than yeah. the entire He's, Raiders um, team, turnovers, etc. And um, I, yeah, he's, he's emerged as an absolutely elite football player. I'm very glad we locked him up. And um, and the thing is, is, is he's the only one on that line worth worth a damn when it comes to pass rush and, and all that good stuff. I mean, there, some of these guys are getting some hurries and stuff. No one's getting home but Miles, so he's just got to keep going, man. At this at this uh, next level, you know, we need it big time. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. So it should be a good game. It's going to be another must win in Cleveland. Defend the house, and uh, let's go to the week or the, excuse me, the bye week. Um, with a six and two record, and hopefully bring Chubb back to move on to the second half of this season. Absolutely. Um, one thing away from football that really chapped my ass uh, over the weekend was, uh, and I, I I don't know how I didn't know this information, but it's it's Taco Bell. Taco Bell announced uh, during this quarantine that they were getting rid of anything that inc- included potato, and uh, that already was a heartbreaker because there were so many different the potato soft taco. A banger on the value menu. Um, what else do they have? Like the the potato, the beef and potato burrito. That one banged, and then the uh, cheesy fiesta potatoes. I think that was another like value menu banger. All gone. But what at the time, and, and I don't know. I didn't know they were spacing these part, but they still had my shredded chicken mini quesadilla mounts for a buck. Always got at least two to three. Just phenomenal. It was like different chicken than what you'd get on a regular quesadilla or chalupa or any really other product they had. Um, just tremendous. Uh, best bang for your buck. Go to order some on Friday. They're gone. They're gone forever. And I, I had no idea. Blindsided me. And uh, Taco Bell, I, I don't know what they're doing. Getting rid of uh, some of their classic, absolutely classic items and some of their best items. Um, I don't know if this is a, a pandemic thing and they're just planning on returning the or getting these items back on the menu at some point. I don't know, but it's uh it's fucked up. Yeah, man, I was super I sad for you when I when I found out that you found out right in that live moment that they didn't have them anymore. So that was uh that was tough, man. You're the one who got me on them too, and and you're right. It was the the different chicken, the sauce, man. It was just and they're only a dollar. They were. They were definitely not making too much on those because those were uh, those are great, and that's probably why they got rid of them. Yeah, I mean, um, I, don't, I don't really ever hear you even talk about Taco Bell. Do you? Uh, do you mess with? What do you mean? 
Yeah, I don't really go to Taco Bell yeah. that much. Oh, I mean, man. I think they're just they're not that good, um, in my opinion. Um, unless I'm stoned, but that was like usually when I like went to Taco Bell like two in the morning. But um, other than that, I don't usually I don't live by Taco Bell, so I'm sure that's an aspect of it as well. But I do work across the street from one, but it's just not really in my uh, my repertoire of fast food go tos. Man, well, I don't know. I, I think it's just uh, with all this news. Well, yeah, I mean, there's you really <laughs> there's not a whole lot left over. I mean, the quesadillas are still fire, of course. Uh, you know, Chalupo every once in a while is not bad. Quesaritos, I like those. Yeah, as long as they have the Crunchwrap Supreme, the Cheesy Gordita Crunch, the quesadillas, and the Chalupas. That's, I mean, that's all you need. And then they always, the thing about Taco Bell is they just repurpose the same five ingredients so many different ways, like <laughs> something crunchy, cheesy, beefy, and melt, you know, saucy, whatever you want to call it. So it's like, how can we use rice, beans, beef, cheese, and something crunchy like Fritos? How many different ways can we use those and just keep having people come back? But, uh, yeah, I heard, you know, the Matt Smith are the famous podcast guest. He's uh, also a frequent guest on the sh- on the show and he said that he's not going back. And we all know Matt and we all know that's a big freaking lie. <laughs> Damn. So uh yeah, he said he wasn't going back after he heard the news of that stuff, but as I'm sure he's eating Taco Bell right now. Well, the cheesy potato yeah, burrito was my go-to. Those were good. Those were good. Nacho cheese, sour cream. And yeah, I, I loved they they had the little seasoned fried potatoes. Great. Yep. Yeah. Great. I don't know why. I, I I don't think there's any kind of potato fucking shortage or famine. So I don't know why they, they got rid of that. Maybe maybe it, it was just cost effective. I don't know, but they gotta come to their senses at, at one point. Maybe I mean, bring it back. Cost here, they thing, I don't know, but they better be upgrading their meat if they're going to be cutting costs on the potatoes. No, I don't want them to change their meat at all. It's great. Yeah, man. Come on. They can change grade, the quality of the meat. Grade they can C, grade C, C ground beef. Not bad. Oh, please. Better than, better than McDouble. I'm not going to disagree with that. The McDouble has been on the downward spiral since probably 2010. I think like the... The health experts tell you that Taco Bell is like the the healthiest fast food in that category of like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. When you compare like calorie per item or whatever, I guess it's supposed to be the better for you than the other ones. What was that? The uh, calorie per item average is less at Taco Bell than at other fast food restaurants. I've read that on Twitter, so it must be true. I wonder if it's the quality. <laughs> I wonder if it's the quality or the the consistency of what they put inside their soft tacos. Because like you get their soft tacos, and it's like a pinch of each ingredient. I mean, yeah, you're probably under 100 calories with one soft taco. Yeah, it's only a dollar, though, I, guess. I mean, really though, if you go into into a kitchen of any of these fast food restaurants, you're gonna see some shit you wish you hadn't seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I don't want to know how the sausage is made, man. Just give me the items through the window and th- thank me on my way back to my house. Just tell me what it's supposed to be, whatever meat product, and I'll buy it and eat it. So, as long as it looks similar to the menu picture. Yeah, but yeah, no, T Bell. Um, it was a nice change of pace, you know, rather than going to your your burger joints. So. Um, that's why it was always in high rotation. And yeah, I mean, back in the day when we were, we were running wild, they're fucking open at 3am. So 
it's great. That, that was there definitely was, why it was speaking always. Of, um, speaking of burgers, though, have you ever went to IHOP for their burgers? Where's that? IHOP. You heard that right? No, no, I don't go there their for their pancakes. I would never go there for their well, burgers. Well, listen here, they had a whole marketing. I wouldn't go there ever. Here. Yeah, they they had a whole marketing push there where they were changing their name to IHOP. And it was a whole that. like yeah, hooks thing, a whole hooks thing because they were making burgers. Now they had like three specialty burgers or whatever the case is. Um, the one IHOP that was by me that I got not. there, yeah, they got shut down. So I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't have a fucking IHOP near me anymore. So I was wondering if you guys had any, but I know their burgers when I got them was pretty uh, above expectations. Yeah, I live uh, a little close to the Airport Highway, kind of just down the way a little bit past the expressway, but. Uh, yeah, we live really close to an IHOP, and every time I get off the expressway and I take the right-hand turn to go home, there is um, zero cars in the parking lot every single time. So, <laughs> I don't know if they're not doing dine-in seating, but I think that's just because nobody goes there. So I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. But I did remember the, the uh, campaign to switch their name to IHOP, and the burgers look good. The, the commercials did go in. They, they spent the money on the marketing, but do we know anyone who... Bob, do you know anyone who went and got a IHOP burger? Just Dylan. I mean, what, what, yeah, what yeah. was the? Do you remember what it was called? What was on it? I could probably fucking look it up, but I remember they had like a like a bacon cheeseburger, like a classic like bacon cheeseburger. But it had uh, it was just it was good, man. It was good. It was it wasn't like dry. It was a juicy burger, good quality. Um, and just... believe it or not, they had a good they had a pretty good run on their Philly cheesesteaks too. Oh boy! Now you're now now you're uh, going off the rails. <clears throat> I mean, you're just you're thinking IHOP pancakes. That's all I want to get there. That's like when you go oh, to Arby's. I'm going to get a fucking rotisserie yep. beef and fucking. I'm going to back. I'm going to defend Dylan here. I'm going to defend Dylan here. So I don't know why I didn't think of this until right now. Maybe because he was talking about something other than burgers, and and I got thinking about IHOP. I do remember when I was in high school, and I can't tell you who I went with. Man, I wish I could remember, but they had an all-you-can-eat popcorn shrimp and fries deal. And I want to say me and B Rice and somebody else, and maybe next time we have B Rice on the pod, you can ask him about this. But they had like an all-you-can-eat popcorn shrimp at IHOP. Like, go figure. And it was great. And I mean, anything fried and with French fries and all-you-can-eat, you know, that's just that's my language, right? It's my love language. But it was great, man. So IHOP, I take it back. You're not all trash, just mostly trash. <laughs> There it is. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I'll have to ask B Rice about that. I, could, I think it was him. I mean, I only I can count on one hand how many friends would go to me to IHOP to get the all you can eat shrimp, and it wasn't. And it, one of them's you. And if you don't remember, it had to have been B Rice. No, never. Maybe Carl Brown. Oh, yeah. Might have been Carl. So here's a couple sandwiches that they have that I just found here. The classic which is basically like your classic cheeseburger and all their uh, burgers come with like the lettuce, tomato, onion, um, pickles, you know, the works. And then they also have the classic with bacon. They have the cowboy barbecue. looks like they have some uh, deep fried onion rings on top of there with some bacon as well. Lettuce, tomato, the works, the mega monster cheeseburger. looks like it's two different types of cheeses here. I could probably get the description on this one. No need to fear this monster. Two all-natural black Angus steak burger patties, American and white cheddar cheese. So they're all steak burgers as well, to keep that in mind. So that is also a good plus. Okay. That's a little difference, at least, because the way you were reading those. And the big brunch. 
which obviously has bacon, eggs, steak, burger, cheese. Oh yeah, the works. See now, now they're doing it right. I mean, you're a breakfast place, man. So like, be all in as a breakfast place. Even if you're gonna do burgers, make them breakfast burgers. Make like a Western omelet burger where you got a little peppers, you got a little slice of Canadian bacon or ham on that thing. Well, maybe they're just trying to up, up their like, their dining dinner hour. That brunch burger reminded me of this this one that um, Greg got me hip to at Applebee's. I gotta find it, man. I didn't believe him because I'm like, dude, Applebee's is just kind of run of the mill, whatever. No, he's really one of the Greg best. Lives like... out, Greg lives out there on the east side, so he likes Applebee's over there. <laughs> oh yeah, he, yeah, he does. Uh, what is it? I hope um, he listens to this so bad. I'm gonna wait for. Do that they not have it anymore? Oh man, they might not. Fuck, that sucks. Um. Well, nothing's it was something be- along those lines. I don't remember the name, but yeah, it had egg on it. It had like um, it had a like a patty of uh, hash browns on there, like the hash brown, like shoestring hash browns. Yeah, and uh, the burger itself was was tremendous. And um, I'm a big big fan of the egg on a burger, man. You take a bite, you got that, you got the egg yolk running through with the meat. Mm-hmm. Don't get yeah. any better than that, man. Yep, yep, yep. You but gotta get all, yeah, Gotta have a yolk. Gotta have the yolk if you're doing the egg on the burger. You can't be doing it, you know, over well or whatever. It's gotta be gotta be a little runny. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then we um we recently went to Red Robin. It was like one of the first times I'd been out since the, the pandemic. And um one it was cool because they, they had like every other table was was closed off. So everyone was distanced and stuff, which was my main uh concern initially. But um, where the fuck is it? Oh yeah, the mad. I had the Mad Love Burger. It was Mad uh, Love Burger from, of course, from the Red Robins. Yeah, yeah talk to me that? about that one a little bit. Um, I don't think I've had it. No. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Their fucking menu on their thing sucks. You can't look up unless you're ordering it. Yeah, it's but, how they uh, work. They had a um. A cheddar and Parmesan crisp on it, provolone, Swiss, jalapeno relish, candied bacon, avocado, citrus marinated tomatoes, and red onion with lettuce on a toasted brioche bun. And that shit, that shit smacked. Everything mixed well. Uh, I really like the uh, the jalapeno relish with, with the candied bacon. And uh, I don't go to Red Robin a, a whole lot, but I think that's maybe what makes it better. Um but it was good, and then I, of course, had the, uh, the unlimited garlic steak fries. Had them, had them babies rolling back and forth all day. My hot take on Red Robin is those fries stink. Get them oh, yeah. steak fries. I mean, get them steak well, fries. That's why I the garlic. I didn't get the. I didn't get the regs. At least oh, added okay. a little, a little something extra to it. But yeah, yeah the regular true. steak fries. That's definitely the least. Um, my least favorite fry variety, for sure. And I, I know some people that. That actually really fuck with steak fries, like and that's like their favorite styling of. What about you, Dylan? Are you a steak fry guy? Oh, absolutely. Oh man, how do I know that? <laughs> that's not that Okay, it's not my favorite. What? No. Okay, that's. I mean, but what? What? Um, they're easily the bottom. Of fries bottom tier. Is bottom it better tier than fry? What steak fries? That Would are you take a steak than? fry over a curly? Shoestring, like your like your McDonald's from. style. McDonald's McDonald's shoestring. I mean, not like from McDonald's, but that's st- like style. I don't. know. It might not be the right terminology, but that style. Uh... 
No, the answer is no. No. Crinkle cut? Yeah. Let's see, okay. So it, it's really, all right. It's really, it's kind of like, it's it's in your bottom tier as well. I thought it was going to be kind of higher than that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's probably, yeah, middle, middle, I guess. I don't know. Because we all know like, the seasoned fries is your end all be all. That has to be everyone's, right? That's everyone's top tier, season fries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially I mean the ones that you get at the grocery store, those kind. I love those. It's like that's right up there with sweet potato fries. I'm not. See, I don't. I, I'll eat those, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. They're not. They're not up there for me. I knew you were joking. I knew no one can have that opinion. <laughs> I do try sweet to make the fries are good. Yeah, sweet potato fries are almost good as like a dessert. You got to sprinkle a little cinnamon sugar on them or some little butter on the sweet go. potato fries, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I can, hit, I can do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now you're talking. Ooh, that's a good transition into Thanksgiving, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, with it being the beginning of the month, you know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner there. And, um, you know, some people don't fuck with it. I, of course, do. I mean, why would I? Why would you hate a day where, you know, you're off work, there's football on, and you're in, you're sitting in front of at least for me at least two to three. They're gonna probably be paper plates. Well, no, at my parents' house they'll be regular plates, like two to three plates and some all kinds of different shit, hors d'oeuvres, side dishes, main courses, just beautiful. And you go home and you're wearing elastic all day. If, if I, I pray for the ones that have to wear a belt and jeans to go to their family uh, affairs that day because that's that's brutal. That's brutal stuff. Yeah, um, that's a tough. That's a tough break. But I figure, yeah, we, we'd get into some, uh, you know, some overrated Thanksgiving dishes, you know, maybe even some underrated ones, too. And I mean, right off the bat, I feel like overrated is, uh, you know, your, your cranberry sauce. Never really messed with it. Don't really understand it because some people it'll be like an actual sauce with cranberries in it. But then you'll see like the really weird shit, like the gelatinous yeah, the can whatever stuff. the hell that is, <laughs> whatever that is. I don't want it near me. Um fuck out of here i think it's a generation thing i don't know anybody under 30 years old that likes that stuff or 35 40 even yeah i can it's a generation um, thing Dylan, you're always the wild card here are you a cranberry sauce guy absolutely not okay that's good no uh, that's actually ranked number one in the worst tasting sides and thanksgiving dinner, dinner table and that's going to be the cran the canned cranberry sauce I've never tasted it, but I just I just won't I won't do it. That's all I know. That's all I know for a fact. Um the one thing that's throwing me way off, this is USA Today, which tells you how fucking nuts they are. This is their top five most overrated side dishes. Mashed potatoes, which I agree. I, I, I was actually that's what I was gonna start. So the thing let me let me do my little let me get my one minute on mashed potatoes here. Please. So the thing about mashed potatoes is like those you eat all year round. I mean, mashed potatoes are a thing that you can whip up at any time. Thanksgiving is, I for me at least, about like the nostalgic foods that I only eat around Thanksgiving. Like, I'm not gonna waste room on my plate or in my stomach on mashed potatoes when I can be filling it with things like sausage stuffing, green bean casserole, corn casserole, like crescent rolls, other other things that I really only eat around Thanksgiving. Sweet potato pie casserole, stuff like that. So, like mashed potatoes, I feel like. The only thing they're doing is filling you up so you can't enjoy all the other things on your plate. 
So that's my 60 seconds on mashed potatoes being overrated. Back to you, Bobby. Man, that's uh, mashed potatoes just in general. That's, that's just one of my favorite side dishes of all time. And, and what you say makes sense. I mean, yeah, if there's some stuff on there that you're only going to really get once a year, you know, maybe twice, because some of the stuff that my, my mom will make for Thanksgiving, some of that will get uh, made up for Christmas as well. Um, so, yeah, but really, yeah, just once or twice a year. Yeah. But I don't know. I just uh, I mix it all up, man. I don't know. I just I, I love me some fluffy uh, mashed potatoes. And my, my mom makes homemade as well. So uh, with, with some yeah, nice I, turkey gravy. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not, it, yeah. Definitely not saying that they're bad or anything. It's just the, you know, in that moment when you're when you're standing at the counter and you see all the different options, it's like I'm not getting excited over the mashed potatoes, man. Those are those are getting added if I got a little bit of room at the end. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're onto something here, Al. Why why fill your stomach up with the mashed potatoes, the cranberries, the vegetables, the turkey, the 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 Brussels sprouts, anything other than that? When you can have pumpkin pie, apple pie, um, you know, lemon cream pie, you know, all the all the A certs, B certs, C certs, D certs, and all the way through the alphabet. Yep. Right. So I'm weird. So. I have a big like salty sweet complex. So what my Thanksgiving looks like is big plate, dessert, and then second Thanksgiving plate. So I always go, I always mix that sweet and then I go back to a big salty plate again. And then after that, if I'm feeling a little extra dessert at the end, then, you know, maybe it just happens that way. But that you always got to throw a little piece of pie in between the first and second plates. Yeah, and and really, I I think um, the main fucking course is overrated shit. Turkey. I mean, I I, uh, I mean, I'll eat it every year. You know, never not. And uh, especially, you know, I enjoyed a, a nice deep fried turkey as well. You know, you get some you get some of that skin, good stuff. Um, turkey itself, not uh, never been a, a humongous fan about that. Uh, I, I'd rather almost like do a roast chicken, a couple whole chickens. Um, even some, you know, some prime rib. We we do prime rib for Christmas shit too, but fuck, man, who, who, why not do it again for Thanksgiving? But yeah, I don't know the turkey. Um, even when it's not dry, it's just <clears throat> that's when uh, you, you know you need your gravies and and uh, all kinds of shit. You're dipping your shit in, in green bean casserole and stuff. Yeah, and um, that's the best part, I, man. Well, that's what I was just gonna say when we are when we were doing our pre production. And by by that I mean the five minutes in between hitting recording, joining in the in the recording thing. I was jotting down Thanksgiving sides, and I got number three is just gravy because the gravy hits hits everything. You put it on if you do have mashed potatoes on your plate, like you simpletons. You put it on your mashed potatoes. You put a little bit on your stuffing. You definitely got to put your turkey on it because unless you're deep frying it, I don't care if it's like Gordon Ramsay cooking it in the oven. It's gonna be a little dry. It's gonna be a little dry. So you're gonna, especially if you're about that white meat. So you're gonna have to put a little gravy on that, and by the end of the plate, it's just like what you got left is just a, a heap of food, and it's just you know if the gravy's good, it's all good. So that's why my number three Thanksgiving side is gravy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to um, say I put my turkey in the crock pot last year, and it was actually phenomenal. It hold was on, just hold on off the bone. Tell- I remember that story. Why don't you tell the real story about what happened when you came down the next morning to check on <laughs> yeah. it? You need to get your you need to get some locks on that bitch. 
Yeah, I don't have a crock pot that has the 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 airtight ceiling clips on the end. So um, I come out and like I smell it. And I was like, well, it smells great. It smells great. And I walk around the corner and it's like a fucking gravy waterfall off my counter onto the floor. And I had to fucking clean that shit up because it just created all this juice that I had to like eventually pour into like this pot, make it uh, a gravy. Yeah, it was it was yeah phenomenal though. Um, it completely burnt the electric part of the crock pot like to a crisp. <laughs> you can still get fire going on that bitch. Dude, yeah, still yeah, usable. <laughs> and uh, it came out really great. Came out really great. The gravy was phenomenal. Um, the only I guess the only negative of doing it in the crock pot is because all like the little intricate bones, the ribs, and all that kind of stuff, kind of it falls right off the meat. So you kind of have to scour through that um, to make sure you're not getting any little tiny toothpick bones. Um, the holiday this year, I mean, it's gonna be coming right in the middle of uh, you guys getting ready to move out. So, are you guys still gonna do some kind of Thanksgiving meal at all, or what? What do you guys got planned so far? Yeah, so that's gonna we're celebrating it in the sense of not only Thanksgiving, but our our last holiday in Florida. Um, so yeah, we're still gonna do a little something. Um, hopefully a little bit more organized. Nothing too crazy. It's only four of us. I should say probably three of us, three and a, two and a half. But um, but yeah, like probably a little small turkey. I might do it in the crock pot again. Just do it a little smaller turkey because the turkey I got um was a free turkey from the military base. They were handing out like turkeys and stuff. They were getting rid of them. Um, so like I had to like pretty much break the bones up and chop the legs off and all that kind of stuff just to fit it into the crock pot. So hopefully I can get a little smaller sized one. It'd be more manageable, easy to cook, easy process, easy clean process that is. And, um, yeah, it's, it should be, it should be a good time. Cause right after that, it's going to be uh, nonstop packing and getting ready for that overnight haul to Troy, oh, yeah. Ohio. Nice. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm ready, man. I just, this, this little, Convo got me excited. We got about what three and a half weeks until uh, you know go time. The only thing that's going to really suck this year is is there's not going to be uh, Ohio State Michigan to to really complete the the Thanksgiving weekend. But um, you know that'll be later later on uh, this winter. But um, before we end it, Al, you haven't you haven't been on since we started this whole new setup with season three. We do this or that with our guest. Um, D-Lo sets the timer for 90 seconds. You step foot in the TSP arena, and I just fi- start firing them off, man. Some of them can be a little tough. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's see what you can do here. <clears throat> All right, so no no elaboration. I'm just answering the question. I'm not giving you a reason why I'm picking it, and you just move yeah, it on. Yeah, I'm just going to give you, like, you know, LeBron or MJ. So, You're just going to okay. give it to me, and we'll keep rolling. Got it. Right, right on, right on. And, and LeBron, if that's the first question. Okay, well, then, yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll skip ahead. All right. The Big Bump, Al, are you ready to step into the TSP arena? Big Bump ready. Then put on your goddamn seatbelt, take off the shoes, and let's go. Let's start yeah, the baby. clock. Shoes are off. Minus 90 NFL or NBA? NFL. Big Ear Tupac? Tupac. <clears throat> Chicken or steak? Steak. Drums or flats? Minus 80 Drums. Whew. Bone in or boneless wings? Oh, bone in. Sausage or bacon? Bacon. <laughs> Starbucks or Tim Hortons? Oh my goodness. Uh, espresso, Starbucks, coffee, Tim Hortons. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Breadsticks, dinner rolls? Uh, bread, uh, breadsticks. Oh, pizza rolls or pizza bagels? 
Oh, pizza rolls in the oven. Only way to do them. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, waffles all day. Get your soggy ass pancakes out of my face. Here we go. Uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving? Christmas. Time for cookies, giving. Cookies or brownies? Oh, ah. Cookies. Scrambled or over easy? Scrambled. Macaroni or potato salad? Uh, potato salad. Pumpkin or apple pie? Uh, pumpkin. It's just a vessel for whipped cream. <laughs> hot dog or hamburger? Uh, hot dog, because a hamburger, if it ain't got cheese on it, get the hell out of here. Taco Bell or Wendy's? Oh, my main girl. You already know that. Wendy's. Bowling or putt-putt? I'll destroy you in both. <laughs> White or wheat? Bowling. Uh, wheat bread. Gatorade or Powerade? They still make Powerade? <laughs> Gatorade. Spaghetti or Alfredo? Ooh, Alfredo. Red sauce gives me heartburn. And then to end it up, breakfast or dinner? Oh, breakfast for dinner all day, but breakfast oh. for sure. That's a good answer. There it is, Al. You, you can step out of the arena now, man. Ooh, man, I'm sweating. Yeah, so you, it gets uh, gets a little intense. I'm going to go to bed but, thinking uh, about breadsticks and dinner rolls. Whew. Yeah, man. Um, it was great to have you back again, man. Five-timer. Um, you know, I'm sure more to come. Season four. We only got, uh, I think, nine episodes left. So season three is uh, is, is uh, coming to an end here soon, right around the corner. So season four will be here in no time, and, and we'll bring you back and talk some more shop, man. Yeah, man, it's always great to be back, and uh, like I always tell you guys, I'm so impressed and, and and motivated by what you guys do to put yourself out there and do the podcast every week, multiple times a week, um, whether it's you know a <clears throat> hundred listens an episode, thousand listens, two thousand, whatever it is, like just keep on grinding and keep on doing it because there are a lot of people who like it and a lot of people who enjoy your, what you guys do. So, uh, and I'm one of them. So again, thanks for having me on. Uh, let us know what you think. Tweet us on Twitter. Let us know how bad it was and let me know if you got any good recipes for some turkeys because we are hosting Thanksgiving at the Geisel household this year for our just for our, our small nuclear family. Um, and I've never really made a turkey. So I like I'm, I'm a pretty good wizard in the kitchen. I can do my thing. But uh, a turkey is something that is pretty delicate. So if you got one, I know D'Lo put me the, on the crock pot, uh, the crock pot thing. But anybody else got one, let me know. But again, thanks, guys, for having me on. Always great to talk some shop. Appreciate it. Boom. And before Dylan takes us out, let's get a fucking dub tonight in the zone. Let's go. War yeah, zone all day, baby. D-Lo, you, you know what it man. is. You heard him. Go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Talking Shop Pod. Show us the love if you want to show even more love. It is not, not required, but definitely appreciate if you just go and donate some money to the TSP guys. We can keep growing this podcast with better equipment, better quality, better production. Let's go, baby. The sky is the limit for season four. Great things to come. 2020 is not all bad because TSP3 is here in session. Thank you, Al, for your time. For myself and Bobby and everyone listening in from TSP Nation around the world, have a wonderful week, friends. Mm-hmm.